Good evening. The presenting sponsor of 30 and Nerdy Podcast is Advertising Expressions. Advertising Expressions exists to promote your business, school, church, or even your podcast, just like they do for the quite fine show, 30 and Nerdy. They promote such organizations by getting their name in front of as many as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. So whether you advertise on your rear window, or wear a shirt so that strangers on a train know where you work, be sure that advertising expressions can help you. After all, I confess that their service is absolutely murder. Contact them today and tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you to see what deals are in store. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? You have entered the Fortress of Nerditude. Welcome to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I am your host, the Duke of Nerds, the sweet tea of the nerdy South, Tyler Mack. And joined, of course, by my co-host, the podfather of 30 and Nerdy, the doctor of Nerdonomics, Josh Davis. What's up, man? That's right. We are 30 and Nerdy, and we are burdened with glorious purpose. Mm. And that purpose is to talk about Loki. Yes, it is. The god of mischief himself. Even before the days of the MCU and every woman fell in love with Tom Hiddleston, Loki has been plaguing Norse mythology for thousands of years. That's right. I did my research this Mm -hmm. week. I got lots of little uh, tidbits to share with you and everybody else, so I'm very excited to talk about Thor. Not Thor. Loki. Loki. The better. The better brother. Yeah. (laughs) So, last time on 30 Nerdy Podcast, we celebrated the 10-year anniversary of X-Men First Class, the movie. Uh, hope you listened to it. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I certainly had a lot of fun oh, yeah. with that one. Um, it's always great talking X-Men with you and just in general, but I do have to say it was tougher talking this version of X-Men because there were so many more that I'm not versed with, mm-hmm. like uh, Cyclone Man in the Hellfire Club, <laughs> and uh, even Azazel, Nightcrawler's father. I never really read a lot about him. Mm-hmm. Um, Hellfire in general, I didn't yeah. know too much about. Uh, but I enjoyed the episode. You guys can find that uh, wherever you cast your pods at. Uh, we are also all over social media. Juice, where can they find us? Well, that's simple. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and even TikTok. The easiest way to find us is to go to 30andnerdypodcast.com. Slide on over to the directory, and you can easily find all of our social media whereabouts. That's not all. While you are there, you can subscribe to the Nerdly Newsletter. Check out the many organizations we support. 
stay up to date on nerdcabulary words, and learn all there is to learn about the 30 Nerdy Podcast and the other friends of the show like the Council of Nerds and previous guests. That's right, Juice. And if you want to be a best friend of the show, you can sign up at Patreon and be a patron of the show. If you're interested in supporting the show monetarily, no matter what that value is, you can do so by swinging on over to patreon.com slash company. There are many different ways to be a patron and support the show with many different rewards for each tier. Right now we're running a little fun contest. We're sitting at six patrons as of right now. Uh, Six patrons strong. All of you are absolutely amazing. But we're trying to get to ten. And when we get to ten, we're going to do a couple of things. We're going to create a Patreon exclusive show for you and you alone. We are also going to be putting names of all ten patrons into a hat and draw a winner. The winner will get a massive prize package from 30 and Nerdy Podcast and its sponsors. So consider signing up today at patreon.com slash badcastcompany. Again, even if it's $1 a month, we are very happy for your support. While you're on the web surfing around, check out podchaser.com. While there, you can rate and review this show along with individual episodes. You'll also be able to find great shows and independent podcasters such as ODPH, Three Fat Nerds, and the East Coast Avengers. You can also find great playlist communities like the Apodalypse or Pod Nation. In those playlists, you will find podcasts with great content and fantastic hosts. So huge shout out to those communities we're a part of on podchaser.com, as well as on Twitter. Keep up all the great work. Also, I know you've got the Instagram app on your phone as we speak. Listen to my voice and follow the instructions. Go to the search bar, type in R-E-V underscore C-O-L-L-3 C-T-I-O-N. That's Rev underscore collection at Instagram. That is our bad cast brother, Logan Roach, the Rev of Rants himself. And he keeps us up to date in the world of collectibles, Pokemon cards, figurines, pops, all that fun stuff. So go check that out. Uh, he's been releasing a lot of fun stuff. He's becoming a little obsessed with this creating Reels apps that are epic and, and to great music. Uh, almost WWE promo worthy, I would say. Uh, also, before we get to the fun part, I just want to say Happy Pride Month, yeah. everyone. We have many friends that are part of the LGBTQ community, and this is a safe place on 30 and Nerdy Podcast, and we... Uh, we love everyone, and we hope that everyone is celebrating safely, and just happy Pride Month to all of you. Yeah. Some of the people who are super important to me in my life mm-hmm. and, and I love very dearly are celebrating this month, and we love you. We celebrate with you, and uh, proud of you. Absolutely. Extremely proud. So, with all the business taken care of, let's get to the show. DJ Mike Cowie, take us on in. It's time to nerd up or shut up. Let's get dangerous. Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. 
Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Reach out using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can also find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apocalypse and Pod Nation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com or check out the website at 30andNerdyPodcast.com. Now, sit back, crank it to 11. The nerds are here. All right, nerds. Juice, we haven't talked live in person since we recorded the last mm-hmm. episode. So mm-hmm. what's been going on? Uh, really not much at all, man. I'm just enjoying summer break. I'm trying to catch up on my shows and my movies and um, reading a little bit of comics and stuff like that. Just trying to take it easy and enjoy the time while I can. Mm. Uh, but yeah, not much has been going on. Just being lazy. As you should. Yeah. As you should. It's summer. You've been teaching, so... You deserve to be lazy. Yeah, I think so too. Well, I have had uh, an eventful week. Uh, we are in the heat of rehearsals. Uh, this past uh, Saturday was our first off book day, so that's always stressful. And it didn't go as bad as I thought it would, which I think as actors we always think it's going to go way worse mm-hmm. than it usually does. Uh, so, still got a, a little bit of a road to go. We are two weeks from opening. Yeah. So, plenty of time. Still oh, several yeah. more minutes before we open the show. Yeah. Plenty. <laughs> but after that, we then uh, we went and supported our friends Josh and Kelly at their concert at the Country Club. And then, as you know, our dearest Hannah Grace is moving to Florida. Mm-hmm. And... We all have been just trying to find ways to, to spend time with her and celebrate and come to find out that a few of, of, of our little group had never been to the Cotton Eye Joe. And so we all went out this past Saturday um, and had some fun. We had a good time dancing. Uh, Maddie went. Uh, I think she enjoyed it. However, about... okay. I'm 32 now, and there has been this ailment that has been plaguing me for a few years now, about four or five years now, Uh, actually all the way back to Pigeon Forge days. My foot, my left foot, it comes and goes. Uh, It it sucks. I I, I get to moments where I would just rather cut it off and get a new one, (laughs) if that was possible. Um, so I have to go through these stints of being extremely careful on it and just rest it as much as possible and ice and I eat ibuprofen like candy. Mm -hmm. And I thought I've been doing really well with taking good care of it and it feels good. So obviously I like to dance and I know most of the line dances Mm -hmm. that happen at the concert. I've seen it happen. Well... About halfway through the wobble, <laughs> something just didn't feel right. I started to feel that old familiar pain. Red alert. Yes. and But being who I am, 
Did I walk off the dance floor immediately? No, I finished the dance. And the rest of the night was miserable. The pain started setting in. It started swelling a little bit, but no. what shocked me about it is it looked normal, but it's the most excruciating pain it's been in to date. And at four in the morning on Sunday, uh, while writhing in pain, uh, literally writhing, I felt like I was possessed and there was a, pri- a priest throwing holy water on me. I was writhing so much. Uh, Mom, Nolan, and Maddie pretty much like, you need to go to the ER. So we went to the ER. And I don't want to dive too much into this or slander anyone, uh, but they were not kind at the ER. Oh. I was the only person there that was like, just, I'm in the ER. There were people there that were like being monitored and overnight. So I was the only like immediate patient. And we were there for two hours, two, two, two hours, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And everybody that came in, except the last nurse, was really kind. And the one who actually gave me my shot, very nice. She used to play tennis at UT, told us all these stories, very kind. But the two previous ones, and even the ER doctor, basically treated me like he knew I was there for, for pills. He oh. talked to us. I mean, Maddie and Nolan are sitting across the room with me. We're not in our pajamas. We're well-dressed. We're presentable. I have all my teeth. I weigh 232 pounds. I'm not screaming opioid crisis yeah. as a human being. Yeah. And <laughs> he just goes, well, I'm just an ER doctor. I don't know what kind of long-term you know, answers you want from me. Talk down to me. Talk down the whole time. It's like, I'm not going to give you opioids, Okay. We're in the middle of a crisis. I'm just not going to give you opioids. Wow. And I was like, I just want the pain gone right now. I know what comes next, resting and icing and ibuprofen. I need you to get rid of the pain right now so I can sleep. Maybe like a, a glass of water and a pat <laughs> I mean, on the back. I don't know. A Band-Aid what, or something. I don't know what you think I'm here for, but I am not of that culture. So quit being a jerk and just help me out. So... They gave me a shot of uh, uh, fentanyl, which luckily she did not say this in the room. But afterwards, the next day, Maddie said, oh, that's the drug that killed Prince. And I was like, oh, I'm glad you didn't say that in the room because I'd have been like, don't give it to me. Yeah. But it, she's like, no, if it's laced with things, it kills people. The way they gave it to you is the way to Okay, okay, I feel better now. So this needle, though, was about this big. Mm-hmm. And it went into the muscle right here. And she threw it like a dart. Ooh. Is how she gave it to me. Just a little rub, rub, wham, wow. jab. And I was just like, and I let out this. And like while she's injecting me, I went, not thinking about my foot right now. Problem so, solved. <laughs> bro, yeah. What more do you want? But it helped. I mean, I, before she gave me the shot, they were watching the monitors, no one and Maddie were, and my blood pressure was through the roof because I was in so much mm-hmm. pain. Mm-hmm. And they said, literally, the coming minutes after the injection, I could see it going down and down and down as it was quickly working its way through my body. And I started to get more relaxed. And I mean, it wasn't like Demerol in an IV, 
quick, but uh, it helped. And I've been off it the past two days and icing, and they gave me 800 milligram ibuprofen, but basically got an appointment soon with an actual specialist. Oh, good. So, because I, this this occurrence really showed me, like, you know what? I am just 32. The curse of the 30s strike yes. again. <laughs> I, but I am just 32. I want to dance. I want to do shows more. Yeah. I want to be able to jog or, you know, run with my nephews and it not put me out for three days. Mm -hmm. So I need a long-term fix. Uh, and that's hopefully what the specialist next week will well, let's hope so. answer. Uh, so yeah, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. But I just finished uh, the book, Catch 42, that I've been talking about. Fantastic read. I highly recommend it. Uh, you can get it anywhere uh, you order books online, and within the month it'll be at bookstores nationwide. So Catch 42 by Felix Halsafel. Just finished it. Fantastic read. And just finished Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah, me too. A couple days ago. Thoughts? Eh. It was okay. It, we were spoiled with the boys. The boy, the boys is going to be hard to top in the mm -hmm. whole gritty superhero yeah. genre for me. Um, yeah, I love Umbrella Academy and everything, but the boys is like tops yeah. for me. And I love Miller's work. Yeah. I, I hate that, that that you know we'll talk about it. Yeah, he did one. Wanted, and Wanted is, is another one of my favorites, yeah. and I loved that movie mm -hmm. uh, that they did based on that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, and I liked Josh Duhamel quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I and don't know. Voice of Anakin. Matt should have uh, been Matt Anakin. Was in it also. Yeah, he would have been fantastic. about ten times better Anakin than Hayden Christensen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so so a lot's been going on. And we got a lot of news to, to get to. But before we get to that, I have created yet another doozy <laughs> of a nerd word. Okay. And this one is... A reserved nerd. Okay. A reserved nerd is a shy nerd who doesn't really talk about or flaunt their nerddoms or nerd culture. They live all of their nerddom in the privacy of their own home and personal space. They barely even wear shirts like a Batman shirt or an Iron Man shirt. So that's a reserved nerd. Everybody knows a reserved They're nerd. They're not ashamed, are they? They're not, I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I would love to, to get down on like why are you so reserved embrace it yeah let the world know yeah i think it's i don't know what it stems from but i would imagine a dark tragic past maybe Surely. elementary school maybe Surely. middle school why i mean how why would you not let that <sighs> let, let that light shine flag as i baby. sit here in my scarlet witch t-shirt you can <laughs> tell i am I am no reserved nerd <laughs> no no we are not we are not and i don't know too many reserved nerds but my 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 wisdom to them would be live live it love it just be you just be you baby so why don't we get to some nerdly news this is the nerdly news this is the nerdly news this is the nerdly news all right Welcome to the Nerdly News, and thank you again to Beth Ann for that original uh, Nerdly News theme song for us. You go, girl. Talented, talented girl. So, A Quiet Place 2 smashes pandemic box office records. It earned 57... Okay, 
we in 2018 2019 were booming about billion dollars in the box office and now 57 million dollars shatters box office well, when you're starting all over again and you know this is the uh the best we've had in, yeah. in over a year you know yeah every little every little thing we can celebrate counts i think so that's it, great it earned 57 million over the opening weekend yeah. making it as profitable in four days as tenants entire theatrical run Ooh, last year hey did you see tenant i did Okay, uh, Becky and I tried to watch it. We did not finish it. I wasn't crazy not about crazy. it. Not crazy. Not not as good as Inception was. No. Uh, but however, I did get a little, even a little more positive about Pattinson being oh, Batman. Yeah. Every time I see him now, I'm like, okay. I think let's he's going to not do judge him on Twilight. I think he's <laughs> going to do you proud. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Well, that's a wrap for Thor: Love and Thunder, serving as the fourth installment of the Thor movies with Chris Hemsworth as the Uh, as the god himself, Thor. The movie has been filming in Australia since the beginning of the year. In a new Instagram post, you can see director and Korg actor Taika Waititi posing with Hemsworth's Thor to celebrate the rap. This is exciting. Have you seen the picture? um, I think I did see the picture. Between Endgame and this Thor, Hemsworth has not skipped Arm Day. He is extra. Well, I think he's still slated to play Hulk Hogan. Yes, he is. I think that's still going to happen. He's getting his pythons so, ready. Yeah. Brother, brother, brother. Because yeah. Hulk Hogan commented on it the other day. And uh, Scott, it'll, it'll Scott be Hall posted a, a, the, the gif of uh, him doing the little scared fingers. <laughs> and the yeah. I think uh, I think he'll do good as Hogan. Uh, it'll be interesting. Um, not hating on Hogan, but over the years, he has fallen mm-hmm. quite a bit. Yeah. Not just in the graces of wrestling fans, but in my list. Yeah. He keeps falling every time he opens his mouth or does something. This is this is true. Uh but at the same time, you know, you can't deny the impact that he had on the industry. Absolutely. And um I think this is a story worth telling. And I, I hope that they take these things into consideration, like that they actually, you know, just like don't try to hide it. Like Feature that in the movie. Absolutely. You know, and obviously they're probably going to, you know, sugarcoat it a little bit and, and um, kind of make it look a little bit better in his favor. Like, you know, oh, he went through this terrible thing and he said these awful things. But he made... He was angry. He, yeah, he, he recovered from it and now he's a better person and he, you know, whatever. Even though I don't think he's ever really given a, a great apology for no. those things. But... Yeah. Uh, feel like the movie will paint him in a different light. But either way, his story in the industry, regardless of all that, is Uh-oh. a story worth telling. Yeah. Um, and the impact that he had on pop culture throughout the 80s and the 90s and, and even, you know, uh, early 2000s a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, as of last Tuesday, Netflix has revealed over 72 million households have watched Army of the Dead. And the streaming giant projects it will be its most popular movie ever in its first four weeks. I still haven't seen it. It's on the list. It's good. It's good. It's Snyder. So good for you, Zack Snyder. Yeah. Uh, but so there is the slow mo. There are Snyder esque moments. But I'm sorry, every director puts their isms yeah. into every movie they do, whether sure. it's Tarantino or Scorsese. Snyder is no different. It's like their little signature. Exactly. You know? 
Exactly. So, so good for him. I enjoyed the movie. Looking forward to the sequel, which I'm not going to go too much into it. Learning that since this past Snyder interview that Warner Brothers turned this down, and now it's Netflix is you know oh well we're we're reaping the benefits. Thank you. Right. Uh, it's it's a, it's kind of a a success story for Zach, and I think he really needed it. Warner Brothers is the enemy of the people. They are right now. Yeah. And as a DC guy, they are the enemy of the people. (laughs) So we've got some tall man toys and comics news. Now, if you've listened to our show, uh, especially in the early seasons, we talk a lot about Knoxville's own tall tall man toys and comics. Fantastic comic book store. Probably the best one uh, in in this area. Oh, yeah. uh, For pops, comic books, collections, things like that. So shout out to tall man toys and comics. Uh, This is their news. It's our third annual Evan Richley Pops for Patients donation drive. During this drive, Funko Pops donated will go to East Tennessee Children's Hospital, a place Evan knew too well. However, this year, there is a twist. During 2020, we didn't get to do donation drives, so the twist is we are giving everyone who donates a chance to win something cool because we know last year was tough and we were all on the sidelines watching. Now it's time to step up and do some good for your community. So I highly implore you to go to Tall Man Toys and Comics Facebook page. And if you can, I know a lot of our listeners have hundreds and hundreds of pops. Some you can spare. Yeah. So if you can, get these to Tall Man Toys and Comics. Take place in the Evan Ritchie Pops for Patients Drive. Uh, it's a great, great thank- benefit. And uh, we are huge supporters of Tall Man Toys and Comics here. Yeah. Season 3 of Titans has released its episode titles. Absolutely. So stoked. And I would imagine you are not caught up yet, are you? No, sir. Ugh. It's on the list. Well, as you can tell from this picture, Nightwing is in full force going into Season 3. Gotta catch up then. Absolutely. So, these are the 13 episodes. Barbara Gordon, Red Hood, (laughs) Hank and Dove, Blackfire, Lazarus, Lady Vic... 51%, 51%, Home, Souls, Troubled Waters, The Call is Coming from Inside the House, Prodigal, and Purple Rain. Now we know that this season will heavily feature Starfire and her sister storyline. There's a civil war going on back in her home planet. And we will get to meet Barbara Gordon and the Red Hood. So how many episodes was that? 13 episodes. Okay, that's not too bad. And actually, this is the first season where it'll be episodically released. Okay. So you could go back, do the okay. first two, binge, binge, and then be ready for season three. Okay, yeah, I can try to do that. When does this come out? Uh, it comes out this fall. Oh, so I've got time. You've got okay. time. All right, You've good. got time. You've got time. It's on the list. So we'll get there. <laughs> You've got a hell of a list. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so WV has come to terms on the releases of Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Lana, Murphy, Ruby Riot, and Santana Garrett. These were shocking, to say the least. A couple of them really were. Um, I mean, Alistair just returned. Yeah, he just made it. They had, like, these whole vignettes with him, and they were repackaging him, and then, like, just all of a sudden, he's out. All right, thanks. You know? Bye. Uh, Never mind. Braun Strowman, surprising, yet at the same time, not. I mean, let's think about this past year for Braun Strowman. His WrestleMania feud was 
basically Shane McMahon <laughs> talking about how stupid he was, yeah. you know, and he got slimed, and they added yeah. a, a choo-choo sound to him when he was running around the ring, and then they release him. But what's crazy is you look at his year prior, he's Universal Champion, he's been Tag Champion, IC Champion. Well, he was basically just Champion because Roman Reigns was gone, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty know? much. So, eh, you know. And there's only so many big men that you need. They got AJ Styles, dude. Now, yeah, uh, almost, almost, almost. Uh, Keith Keith Lee was a thing for a while, but I don't know where he I is. Think what's going on with he him? He is still slated to come back. Yeah, I think uh, Vince wasn't too high on him. And then there's the guy that's hanging out with Apollo Cruz. Uh, big guy. Yeah. So, yeah. I think they're like these are big guys we can work with. Braun is kind of one trick pony big. You know, if we're not doing the black sheep and the Wyatt family, he's just a monster among men, and there's only so much you can do with that. Mm-hmm. And where we're at in the WWE, I understand that, you know, when when you're in a certain place over here, you know, if you've got nothing for somebody, why continue to pay him? Yeah. Especially seeing as how WWE is making a lot of moves, like with the network and stuff like that. They're probably trying to save as much money as possible. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors going around about, uh, you know, they're trying to get things squared away so they can sell the company, which, you know, I find that really hard to believe, but, I mean... Well, I reached out to our, our dear friend, Rich, at uh, 3FN, and he was in the business for more than, for over a decade, and he had this to say. He said, WWE as a whole, like, what you're watching week in and week out is a $10 billion sell. Mm-hmm. He said, not to mention... The libraries they own. That's right. an extra billions of dollars. And then you've got... He's like, so th- two or three billion to NBC isn't happening. It's just gossip and rumors. If they are getting ready to sell, you'll see a much bigger price point than two or three billion dollars. Right. So I think that it was a lot of rumor and gossip based off of releasing people. I mean, in the past year, they've released... The most they've ever released, really. Yeah. Uh, and some shocking names with all of those. I mean, starting back to Zack Ryder being released. It's just been this like constant releasing. And I get where the rumors would come from and speculation. Because as nerds, as wrestling fans, speculation is just part of the gig. Right. It is. Uh, so it's, it's just gossip and rumor as of right now. Obviously... Your fellow nerd podcasts like us and Three Fat Nerds and Ocho Doro, they're, we're going to keep our ears to the ground if something actual happens. But until then, it's just rumors. So that's that's all I have to say about that. But the releases, you know, I, I, I honestly, th- the one I hate the most is Ruby Riot. I like Ruby Riot. I never cared much for Ruby she was Riot. A they, never, they never did much with her, man. Yeah. You know, Murphy, he was uh, Seth Rollins' lackey for a little while and. Lana, I'm shocked she's lasted as long Same. as I mean, she has since the release of Rusev. She had an accent. She didn't have an accent. She married Bobby Lashley. She she wasn't married to Bobby yeah. Lashley. Her husband gets released and goes to another company, and then she goes through a table ten weeks in a row. And now then she's tag gone. teams with two different partners yeah. over the past month or so. It's just you, you can, as a wrestling fan, you can almost start seeing. We've watched it for so long when the writing's on the wall. Yeah. You can see it in the show, kind of like, well, this person's probably not Well, they got too many people on the roster anyway. Yeah. You know, and even with all this TV time that they have, it's just not enough to 
effectively develop a lot of these characters and, and no. tell stories and stuff like that. And not you know, that's that's what I think is going to happen with AEW too. I mean, it's pretty much happening now, but Oof. they just keep bringing people in like Tony Gunn's like asking for a little more money from dad, you know? Like, <laughs> just wow, and Mark Henry, all of them that are Christian, yeah. big show, these big names, you know, they yeah. they're probably going to get a nice payday. And dad's probably like, dude, I just signed Tim Tebow to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've got Trevor Lawrence as my quarterback now. I can't keep dishing out money to a wrestling fan well, for a shitty product. But I mean, like, why would you? Why would you really want to hire? I mean, Alistair Black would be a good get. And then if they would bring in uh, his wife, what was her name? Um, oh, uh, she Selena was, Vega. Yeah. You know, they could bring them in together, and that would probably be pretty cool. Yeah. But like Murphy, like. What what impact is I, I that going to have? I think he's good in the ring. Yeah, but like he's the, oh, this is the schlub that just got fired from WWE. Yeah, you know, like maybe they need to take stop. some time and stop hiring WWE. People. Yeah, like take some time and let him do his own thing for a little bit, and then show up, and it would have a more yeah like a, like a bigger impact than yeah. oh, this is the guy that just got fired by WWE. You Absolutely. Know? So I mean, you've got AEW talent like MJF who who's fantastic. So why hire? You know, I think you should worry about your actual brand talent mm-hmm. as opposed to, well, they just got released in WWE. Let's pick them up just to piss off WWE because it really isn't a contest. And Lord have mercy, can somebody retire Chris Jericho already? <laughs> I used to love him. I used to love the guy, but man, yeah. the past few years. I know. And there's people who are like, oh, he's doing the greatest work of his career. Uh, no, he's not. You know, every time I've seen him here lately, not so great. Mm-mm. Not so great at all. It's really not. It's really so, not. Sad. Jupiter's Legacy, as we spoke about a little earlier, uh, but they've effectively canceled at Netflix after just one season. Mm. The streamer has, however, ordered Super Crooks live action and anime series adapting Mark Miller's supervillains comic set in the same world. So sort of like a little spinoff. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, so it's the bad guys of Jupiter's Legacy are getting their own show. And anime, but let's cancel Jupiter's Legacy. Um, I don't understand. I don't understand the mentality. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I, and kind of like we said, we weren't overly impressed with Jupiter's Legacy. I I really didn't like the constant switching back and forth, like oh, it's the nineteen twenties or thirties, and now it's modern yeah. and stuff. Like it that got messy to me. Um, I just was very underwhelmed with it overall. So I'm not yeah. going to miss it. Yeah. So Issa Rae has been cast in the vo- in the role of Jessica Drew, the hero known as Spider-Woman, in the forthcoming sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This will mark Jessica Drew's first feature film appearance after years of rumor and speculation that the character might headline her own movie soon. So, Jessica Drew, you're the yeah. spider guy. You know a lot about her? Uh, not a ton. Uh, not a whole lot. She uh, was involved with Hydra, I think, in her origin. So, um, you know, that, that might be a factor in Into the Spider-Verse. I'm just excited about the sequel to this movie. That Into the Spider-Verse is like one of my all-time favorite movies. It's one of the best you things know? Sony has done, Yeah, to um, be honest. Probably my number one superhero slash comic book related movie i think i think it's my number one so i'm i'm just excited about about the sequel in general and and whatever they they've got for us bring it on absolutely i'm excited for it 
Moving on, Drake Bell of Drake and Josh has been charged with disseminating matter harmful to juveniles and attempted endangering children in Cuyahoga County, Ohio. The 34-year-old allegedly engaged in inappropriate conversations with a victim, which was at the time sexual in nature. Yeesh. Drake. Like, he's been in trouble. This isn't the first time that something like this has happened. So... I just remember him as the little boy on the Amanda show when we were kids. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's shocking and it's uh, it's scary to think about, uh, but it also I hope light more light is shed and I hope that the right thing is done. I hope it is not swept under the rug because he's a celebrity, which we know happens mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And I just hope the right things come out of this and nobody was truly hurt is my hope for this. Moving on, martial arts star Donnie Yin is joining the cast of John Wick 4. Longtime franchise director Chad Stahelski has brought Yin on board to play a friend of John Wick's who has a similar history and shares the same enemy. So lots of butts will be kicked. Yes. Donnie Yin, Rogue One. Yeah. That was one of his most memorable... I mean, I've seen a I don't watch a lot of kung fu movies. Yeah, me neither. So, uh, I know of Donnie Yen's work, but when I think Donnie Yen now, I think Rogue One. I am one with the Force. The, the Force, Force is with me. me. Yes. Uh, great character. I'm excited. Uh, I do like the John Wick movies. They are summer blockbuster favorites mm-hmm. of mine. Uh, I just hope that we don't do with John Wick what we've done with Fast and Furious. I hope we oh, yeah. stop soon and don't overstay our welcome. Yeah. At the box office. But, as long as Fast and the Furious is going to make the money it makes, I know there's a drive for it, no pun intended. Um, It's just, I'm ready for it to stop. So, it'll be exciting to see this addition to John. Have you watched any of the John Wick films? I have seen all of the first one, most of the second one, and none of the third one. Ah. Ah. But, they're on the list. (laughs) (laughs) That's my new catchphrase, I think. It just made the list. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> HBO Max has released news that Green Lantern's first season will consist of 10 episodes, each one hour long, and the show is set to reinvent the DC property through, quote-unquote, a story spanning decades and galaxies, beginning on Earth in 1941 with the very first Green Lantern. So is it going to be like an anthology type thing where each episode is a different lantern? That's the feeling I get from this news. And remind me, is this live action? Live action. Okay. Is Nathan Fillion going to be a part of this? I would be pissed if he wasn't. I hope he is. I know they just cast Guy Gardner, which I've never really been a big Green Lantern fan, but when I am, it's Jon Stewart is my favorite Green Lantern. Uh, most people, most Green Lantern fans would look at me and go, Ugh, not Hal. No, not Hal Jordan. Mm-hmm. John Stewart's my favorite. Uh, so I will watch this, and hopefully, uh, you know, we we see enough reason to to do an educational episode of the Green Lantern. Um, that's a that's a big maybe. Because uh, as as we've both been pretty vocal, we're not big into the Green Lantern no. core whatsoever so maybe it'll be a an episode where we educate ourselves it's always as well. good to learn <laughs> it is it is good to learn 
Christina Ricci has been added to the cast of the untitled Matrix 4 movie. No news yet on her character or where she fits into the story has been released at this time. Christina Ricci. Hmm. I'm wondering, do you think we'll have like children of Neo and Trinity or something? I could because... see Groff and Ricci yeah. being Neo and Trinity's kids. I could also see Jonathan Groff being like a like an Agent Smith type deal too. Like maybe Ooh. a villain. He'd you be, know, but NPH is also in it. Oh wow, it's a star-studded movie. It Are, is. Is uh, Morpheus coming back for this? I haven't. I haven't heard. All I know is Neo and Trinity are coming back. Okay. But I don't know about Morpheus just yet. Uh, considering that this movie is supposed to come out in December, uh, just adding someone to the cast, it, it seems. I don't know how filming goes. Maybe they'll fly through it. Uh, but it'll be interesting. Or maybe it's already happened and they're just now announcing yeah, it. that could be. Know? That could be it. I, I don't know how that works. That could be it. Final bit of news here. SummerSlam's location has been announced. The summer blockbuster pay-per-view will take place Saturday, August 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in Las Vegas. So there goes our plan of going to SummerSlam. <laughs> so much for a, a beach location it, like we heard it was going to be. We heard it was going to be a summer location. Oh, summer location, yeah. I don't know. Darn. I don't know. Uh, Vegas, I mean, they've done some things in Vegas. It's, it's not really a popular go-to for wrestling things, but, I mean, people will come out for it. It's, it's still considered West Coast a little bit so they are keeping that vibe a little bit so i don't know it'll be it'll be interesting to see and again just like we mentioned last weekend in the news a saturday saturday august 21st in all honesty that may that may be interfere with opening weekend of tennessee football oh no so well and i wonder if is there like some kind of big fight planned on sunday i bet or something like that. It's just rare to... It's so rare. I mean, aside from the two-night WrestleManias, mm-hmm. uh, it's rare to see a wrestling... A WWE pay-per-view on a Saturday. Yeah. Which, I, I, when AEW was doing it, I was like, I don't mind, mind that. It's not bad. It's not a bad idea. But this, for some reason, is weird to me. Weird. It's very weird. It's unusual. So... That is the end of your nerdly news. We are going to step away for a quick break. More 30 and Nerdy podcast and Loki when we return. Tennessee Legend Distillery was founded in 2015 and has quickly become one of the top distilleries for natural extracts and ingredients in its spirits. With no high fructose corn syrup, artificial sweeteners, or harmful ingredients, Tennessee Legend Distillery has four locations in the state of Tennessee. Without Newport, Sevierville, Cookville, and Nashville distilleries. You see, at Tennessee Legend Distillery, we have spent more time focused on the quality of our spirits than the number of our stores. We have a great selection of non-flavored spirits as well, like vodka, bourbon, whiskey, and gin. Tennessee Legend Distillery has multiple awards and medals for state, national, and international spirit contests, and even carries 2019's Best Tasting Whiskey in the state of Tennessee with our Salted Caramel 60 Proof Whiskey. We offer discounts for veterans, 
active military, nurses, police officers, firefighters, first responders, and even multiple bottle discounts. Don't live in Tennessee? We ship to select states. Go to GACraftSpirits.com to see if we deliver to you. That's G-A-C-R-A-F-T-S-P-I-R-I-T-S dot com. If you stop by the Sevierville location, tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you and be a legend with Tennessee Legend Distillery by receiving a free shot glass and 15% off of your order. What are you waiting for? Cheers to you. Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes. And the topic of discussion this week is Loki. Loki, the god of mischief. Odin's son. Uh, so, Loki is coming out uh, Wednesdays mm-hmm. instead of Fridays, which I think is a good move. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep it changing. Yeah. Uh, it would be Loki that wouldn't follow suit like the other two shows. So, that's interesting. And But we get it sooner. It comes out this week. Right. Uh, very exciting. Very exciting. So we wanted to talk a little bit about who Loki is before the Loki of the MCU. Yeah. So you've, so, gather, you've gathered our Norse mythology. I've done us. the research, man. I've, I've got all the deets about Loki. I studied up a little bit on some Norse mythology and got a few tidbits for you. Um, a couple of interesting comic book storylines. And then, of course, we'll talk about our Loki in the MCU, the one that mm-hmm. everybody loves so much. It's sort of a little bit of his journey and uh, what we're expecting for this upcoming show. Great. So, so, so tell me. Who is Loki? Who is Loki, you ask? Well, I'll tell you who Loki is. Loki is known as the god of mischief, and he's one of the most powerful of the Asgardians. Even though he was raised by Odin and grew up as a brother to Thor, he is actually the son of the frost giant Laufey. Now, Loki's adoptive mother, Frigga, taught him to use magic and illusions. That's where a lot of his power comes from. And throughout his time, he has been portrayed as a supervillain and an antihero. And although he is typically depicted as a male, he has on occasion been depicted as gender fluid, which we will uh, touch on a little bit later when we talk mm-hmm. about Loki in the comics. Absolutely. So, Norse mythology. I'm not super, super knowledgeable about Norse mythology. The Greek mm-hmm. stuff I'm okay on. So, you know, we've heard of Loki, the Norse god before, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I didn't know a lot about him. So I thought, all right, good time to <laughs> learn. So... I'm just going to sort of read through my talking points here with you and the interesting things I learned. So he is known as the god of trickery, which makes sense, obviously, uh, because he is able to cast illusions and he can shapeshift. And it's said in Norse mythology that he has been all kinds of different animals. He's been, uh, he's been a cow and he's been like a frog and a, a, a horse and um, a salmon, which there's an interesting story about that as well. Uh, another thing I learned is that the name Laufey does come from Norse mythology, but in the mythology, Laufey is a frost giantess, so the mother oh. of Loki. And then when we get to Marvel, so they... So you changed it to yeah, a father. Well, uh, the comics did. The comics they, they, did. Yeah, so they made Laufey the, the king of the frost giants. Gotcha. And, of course, Loki was was born to the frost giants, but he was, he was different. He was... Uh, 
he wasn't a giant per se. Yeah. So I guess they were ashamed of him, and, mm-hmm. and they left him. Uh, they left him there. They abandoned him, and he was discovered by Odin, who said, "Okay, I'm gonna this this boy is a prince, so I'm gonna give him that life. He he's gonna be a prince with me." Um, yeah. Or at least that's kind of the Marvel version of it. Yes. So, um, also, much like the Loki we know in comic books and in the MCU, he's always able to weasel his way out of trouble uh, because, like, one example that I heard about was that, you know, Thor was married to Sif, and, and Sif in the mythology had this long golden hair, and Loki, like, snuck up on her and cut it one day. Uh, and so he, he was able, obviously Thor was pretty PO'd about that, but he was able to make nice and, and, and turn it all around. He made her like some sort of, uh, I don't know, magic hair that sort of replaced it. I can't remember. But yeah, he, so just like you would expect Loki to do, he gets in trouble, works his way out of it. Uh, experts have said that their best guess as to the origin of his name, Loki, like the meaning of it, is that it means like knots or tangled. Which okay. makes a lot of sense, yeah. right? Yeah. He weaves these tangled, these tangled webs, stories yeah. and you know, is able to untie the knots and everything. Uh, he was meant to alter the status quo and bring change to the gods' lives. Uh, one thing that was really crazy that I learned about was that he was one time in the form of a horse and then he gave birth <laughs> as the horse to an eight-legged horse. <laughs> And I think that that horse went on to be the steed of Odin yeah. or something like that. Uh, I also learned the, something that's a little bit different from what we know in the MCU, that in mythology, he's the father of, of Hell Okay. Um, instead of brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Fenrir, the big the big, the big wolf, you know, yeah. and Jor- Jormungand, yeah, that's uh, like a big sea snake. And all of Loki's children are linked to death in some way or another. Um, so, a couple of interesting little stories that I read about. Uh, there was one instance where Loki was a salmon and he was hiding or something and he was trying to get away from Thor. And Thor reached in the water and grabbed him and kind of squeezed him a little bit and it made his uh, it made him kind of narrow on the yeah. end. And allegedly, this is why people believe that salmon have have narrow tails. Have narrowed out, narrowed out. Yeah, because okay. Thor grabbed him and squeezed him. You know? Okay. And then another link that people connect to uh, t- to Loki is earthquakes. Okay. So Loki had done something mischievous, like he always does, and he got <laughs> caught. And so he was bound to these three rocks as punishment. And they killed one of his sons, and they took out his his entrails and his guts and stuff, and they tied Loki to the rocks with his son's intestines and stuff. Holy crap. And the entrails were turned to iron chains. And then they put a big poisonous snake up on a rock above his head so that the venom would constantly drip down onto his face. But he had a wife. I'm not sure if I can pronounce this. Sijin? Something like that. Uh, so he had a wife, and she was very loyal to him, and she held a bowl over his face to catch the venom. But every now and then, she'd have to go and empty the bowl out, and when she did that, the snake's venom would fall on Loki, of course, and it would cause him to writhe in agony so much that all of the earth would shake from the force, hence earthquakes. Wow. Right? So yeah, that's Loki in Norse mythology. Sort of like That's a cool. yeah, a little crash course, and there's tons more stuff. Obviously, 
family trees in mythology are real crazy and yeah. you know things get told and retold and altered and stuff like that so that's just a little taste of it you can obviously look up and uh, learn a lot more about Loki but uh, interesting how the Loki we know from comics yeah. and MCU how they take little bits of that you know and incorporate it into their characterization of Loki oh cool that's pretty cool that was nice nice yeah. little little crash course I yeah. liked it nice education okay leave so, it to the doctor the teacher I have more information to share with everyone. Now, this is going to be more about Loki and the comics and other media that we would know him from. Okay. Uh, there's a few really interesting storylines that he's had throughout the years that I want to talk about. Uh, but he actually debuted in the comics in uh, a title called Venus, number six. This is like a sci-fi fantasy anthology series. This was in August of 1949, which, this is crazy, this is about 13 years before Thor made his debut in Journey into Mystery number 83. Now, it's not the same Loki that later became a big character in Marvel. Yeah. This is just yeah. like a version of like the Norse Loki. Okay. Right. So, but he was still featured. Loki was there. Now, the current version debuted in October 1962 in Journey into Mystery 85, just a couple issues after Thor debuted. And he was created by writer Stan the Man Lee, scripter Larry Lieber, and penciler Jack Kirby. And here are his abilities uh, in the comics. Master of Manipulation and Deceit, obviously. Superhuman Strength, even though he doesn't really use it mm -hmm. a lot. You know, in, in Asgard, they value like warriors and strength and courage and stuff and Loki's not really like that but he can hold his own when he needs to uh, he's super fast he's durable and he has longevity super super long life doesn't yeah. age much now his Asgardian powers that you know as far as the MCU goes he learns from his mother he has astral projection which they use a lot mm -hmm. energy blast uh, haven't seen much of that flight We've never seen Loki fly that I can think He's of. He's always on something flying. Right. Uh, you know, everybody shouldn't fly. Yeah. Uh, illusion casting, definitely we've seen that. Interdimensional teleportation, mm -hmm. shape-shifting, and telepathy. Yes. And he is immune to human toxins and, toxins, sorry, and diseases. Ah, so, so he, he couldn't catch COVID. He would, he would be immune to the COVID. Ah. Lucky guy. <laughs> Uh, so, here is something really, 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 really interesting. Loki had a huge storyline in Avengers number one and is actually the reason the Avengers were formed to begin with. Yeah, because Loki uh, tricked Hulk. He wanted to, to get revenge on Thor, of course, and so he tricked the Hulk into thinking that there was a bomb stuck on a, on a train track. And so Hulk sees it, and he goes to try to remove it, and of course he destroys a bunch of stuff and goes crazy. So Thor and, and all the rest of them think, oh, Hulk's going crazy, we gotta go stop him. And then of course they all realize, oh, Loki's behind this. They decide to work together, and they become the, <laughs> the Avengers, Avengers to take down Loki. Do you know who in the comics suggested that they be called the Avengers? Uh, who dubbed their who, name? Who gave them the name? What character said it? Oh, was it Captain Marvel? No. Wasp. Wasp. It was Wasp. Yeah. Huh. So, that's that's one of his first major storylines where he's, you know, the main villain. 
throughout all the years of, of Loki in comics, he has died and been reborn, just like several yes. comic book characters. Uh, one I did not know about that I learned about was, and one ending... Thor actually pulled Loki's head off with his bare hands, <laughs> right? But he kept him alive, so he took his hair and tied it to his belt, and he ran around with Loki's, you know, hanging head on his Just belt. Just saying things. Yeah, this is all during uh, Ragnarok, I guess. And so, uh, yeah, but anyway, he ended up dying anyway at some point. Uh, wow. So, yeah. Then he was reborn as, like, uh, he was reborn as a woman. Yeah. He was in, like, Lady Sif's body. Uh, then there was a time when he, he died as that version. Then he came back again as a kid. Kid Loki. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, similar storylines, him and Thor, they, you know, Thor's trying to keep him, you know, on the straight and narrow, make him a good guy, but he's Loki, so that's not going to work, of course. And, um, he has tricks. Uh, he has an encounter with Scarlet Witch's son, Wiccan, and he tricks Wiccan into turn him into a little bit of an older version of himself, like a teenager. Okay. Um, and then, you know, things go on from there. Uh, so, interesting, we, we spoke earlier about pride and stuff like that. Loki is now considered to be part of the uh, part of the LGBTQ community. Awesome. Uh, and Loki, agent of Asgard, the writer Al Ewing, said that the series would explore Loki's gender identity and sexuality, and the quote is... Loki is bi, and I'll be touching on that. He will be shifting between genders occasionally as well. So in that storyline, he's a girl in some parts, he's a boy in other scenes, so he switches around back and forth. That's awesome. And then uh, the most recent solo comic series that Loki had was Vote Loki. And you've probably seen covers of this before. Yeah. I think the series is going to do a little bit uh, with Play this on, on, on Disney+. Plus, but. Yeah. Uh, this came out in 2016, which was an election year, uh, and Loki is running for president, but the media uncovers all of his <laughs> tricks, and he, he loses the election. Uh, and the tagline for the series was, Believe, with the letters <laughs> L-I-E in all caps. What, what a... What a... Uh, an homage to the year that was 2016. Sometimes art imitates life <laughs> in some ways. I mean, regardless of how the election turned out, and you know, we had some questionable figures in the running, and I don't mean just one person. I'm talking about all around. All think, around. You know, we had some questionable people involved. So, what a great uh, analogy wow. to have a series about Loki run for president. Uh, the most questionable uh, untrustworthy character probably in in the entirety of the Marvel universe so I like that yeah I like that now that those are just a few of his his big storylines in the comics there's tons more to talk about but honestly we don't have the time and no. I haven't read them all yeah uh, but we've also seen him in all the Marvel cartoons mm-hmm. uh, tons of the video games uh, I remember specifically one of my all-time favorite video games Marvel Ultimate Alliance the first one, he was one of the main villains. Yes. He was working with Doctor Doom, so uh, he was a pretty tough boss. Which battle. let me tell you, that's after playing Ultimate Alliance and going back and playing it a few months ago. I was like, I want to see Hiddleston teaming up with whoever they cast as Doctor Doom. Oh yeah, God, that'd be. I Wouldn't would love great? to see a live action Ultimate Alliance storyline. Me too. But you know, we've lost. 
We've all, but we've almost got a universe big enough where we can we do, do that. And we could do another Civil War. I would love oh, to see that. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. I remember in the, in the Marvel Ultimate Alliance, though, his like one of his powers was that he could cast a spell and reverse your, your buttons. So you can run in the opposite <laughs> yeah. direction. You get all confused. It's so frustrating. And you'd he be could taunting mul- instead of using your fighting ability. <laughs> right, like he would multiply himself and you'd have to fight like ten versions of Loki because you weren't sure which one was the right one. Oh. <laughs> and uh, also recently there was a, a young adult novel titled Loki Where Mischief Lies by Mackenzie Lee that apparently did really well. It was like on the teacher recommended list. I really? haven't read it, but uh, yeah, so... Something lots tells of- me you'll probably do some investigating. Maybe get your kids to read it. Well, prob- cool. probably not anymore since I'm not teaching English, but... That's true. Uh, you know, yeah, maybe I'll suggest it. Absolutely. We've got a really nice library at my school where they keep yeah. up with all these new books and stuff, yeah. so it's probably in there. But Absolutely. Yeah. So that's uh, that's uh, uh, the long and short of, of Loki and... So know. there's one you're missing in other media. What's that? I bet you can guess. Where, where I have seen Loki. Probably there's a Loki in Supernatural. There is. Yeah. There is a Loki in Supernatural, and he is the trickster. Uh, uh, but the spin on it is the first time we think we're meeting Loki, we don't actually meet Loki. It's a character who's using his identity to hide. But we then get to meet Loki down the road, who's actually played by the same actor who's... Pretending to be him. Identity theft is not a joke, Loki. <laughs> and the fun thing is, is in that episode where we get to meet Loki, his three sons are accompanying him. Fenrir and the other two. They're actually characters Hell in the episode. Jor- Jor- yeah. The Winchesters have to square off with wow. Loki and his sons. Okay. That's I'll, really cool. Hey, I, I picked some Supernatural back up this past week. <laughs> All I right. Did, I, did. I told you I was going to work on it. I am so... You know, I'll get to Loki in like 12 more seasons <laughs> yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you'll get to him. Yeah. You'll get to him. So, we are going to step away, take another quick break, and we'll come back with more Loki, the god of mischief, when 30 and 30 Podcast returns. I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedic take on all forms of entertainment, such as movies, music, video games, television, and much more. So put your shades on and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Shades on. We're on. Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes. We are talking all things Loki, the god of mischief. And we just had some fantastic history from the Norse mythology and talked about him in other media and some fun stories from the doc here about our favorite god of mischief. So let's talk about Loki's journey through the MCU, where most of the mainstream this day and age are going to know Loki. Right. He's, of course, played by the amazing Tom Hiddleston, who has just, you know, you talk about perfect casting. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. You know, MCU has nailed it pretty much on all cylinders Mm -hmm. and on all their casting. But yeah, Tom Hiddleston, he's a big fan favorite. You know, he, I think I had read somewhere that he was originally only supposed to be around for, you know, a handful of appearances and he was just so loved that Mm -hmm. they keep, you know, bringing him back. And in the, 
at least in Ragnarok, he had almost <laughs> as much screen time as Thor. Yeah. Pretty close, you know. He did. So it's a big deal. Uh, now, so we're, we're singing Tom Hiddleston's praises, but he has received some awards for his portrayal of Loki. Okay. The Empire Award for Best Male Newcomer in 2012 for the first Thor movie. So uh, that was a long time ago. Empire Awards, that's a British thing. I mean, yeah. It's uh, like a, a magazine or something. And then he won the MTV Movie Award for Best Villain in 2013 for The Avengers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Loki is... Why do you think it is that people just love him so much that he's supposed to be a villain, but people love him? It, it's... I think it, it goes a lot with our society. Um, particularly, you and I have been extremely vocal how we don't like Boy Scouts. We like villains and antiheroes. Yeah. More than anything. Yeah. Uh... Loki is a villain, but what's great about Loki is he's also, you know, raised by Frigga as well, mm -hmm. who instilled in him that, like, true villainy is, and I feel like this would be his, uh, his mantra is, true villainy is one thing. I'm not a villain. You know, like, I'm not like Thanos yeah, or well, Apocalypse. I mean, or... He's the god of mischief. Like, that really isn't it's that kind bad. Of my like, thing. like, little little puppies are mischievous. Exactly. My, my three year old daughter is a little mischievous. Yes. You know, that doesn't, that's not so bad. You yeah. know, that, the connotation isn't so bad on that. Like, Thanos, if, if Thanos had been called mischievous, you know, that, that doesn't yeah. really fit, right? So, it's not so bad. He's not a bad guy. Yeah. He's just, but he, he wants the world his way. Well, he wants attention, I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, growing up in day, Asgard, obviously he's different, and he's not like Thor, so Thor's going to be the one to take the throne. Mm -hmm. Father's sort of, you know, Thor's the favorite. So yeah. he's not getting the... He's, he's got some daddy issues. He's not getting the attention from dad. So he just he wants to be... left by Laufey. Yeah, he wants to be important. He yeah. wants to be someone who is noticed and in a high position in life. So it's like, okay, I can't have Asgard. I'm going to take the, the silver medal and go try to take Earth. Well, God. didn't even get to take that one either. <laughs> so it's like, man. You can really see that ring true in Ragnarok. Uh, where he's like, he says he's going to help, but Thor knows, and he leaves him there, and Korg runs across him. And he's like, you you look like you're in need of a leader. And he's like, I can't have Asgard, I can't have Midgard, but this could be my crew. Yeah. I could be the captain of this ship. And he shows up, and he's like, your salvation has arrived. <laughs> and he does all this saving, and it'll really be interesting to see how much more good he goes in this series. Like, and if this is... Because it is speculated that they want to do at least two seasons of it. Nice. So I would imagine that he won't die in this. But it'll be intriguing to see how long Hiddleston goes. Mm -hmm. Because they've both on, on record said they're in it. You know, like Chris Hemsworth said, I'll play Thor in 12 Why would movies, you not? You know, I'll play Loki forever as long yeah. as they've got the story, you know, because it's just, I mean, why would you not, first of right. all? Um, but I think it's its that anti-hero, you know, because he knows good from bad, so he's never going to go evil. He just wants what's best for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, more than anything. Exactly. And, and it comes down to 
sibling rivalry meets, you know, I've had a crappy childhood. He's a little bit relatable for some people. Mm-hmm. He's charismatic, you know, he's mm-hmm. funny. He, uh... In the live action, he's handsome. So... Yeah, it's... He's sort of pasty and thin, though, right? But <laughs> yeah. So he's not one that I would look at and say, oh, the ladies are going to go crazy for this guy. But, <laughs> but there's they something do. about him. They do. They love him. I, th- I mean, he plays this sleazy, like, like <laughs> I don't know. He's If they toy the, around the with... slicked back black hair, anytime he wears a suit, it's black. Yeah, it looks like, just... like a young Professor he, Snape or yes, something. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He, the he big does. nose and everything. He does. Um, but But they love him. They do, and I they do really too. Do. I, I love them too. I like and Loki. I think if if the series sort of dives into the Loki sexuality thing, which I've heard a rumor that they might, like he, I don't know. There's something about like he reminds me of like the Oscar Wilde of the MCU. Ooh, you know, like good metaphor. Yeah, like does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, like there's just something like maybe he could play Oscar Wilde or something. That's a hell of like, I, just, I like that. You know, I want. The finer yeah. things, and I don't care what I gotta say yeah. to do about it, you know. I like that. Oscar Wilde of the MCU. Yeah, you know. He basically grows up in Thor's shadow. We've yeah. gotten a lot of that storyline. So, yeah, we, we got that beginning in the first Thor movie, so we'll just sort of talk about all of his appearances, you know, and, and where what what has led Loki to the position that he's in when we start the Loki mm-hmm. series on Disney+. Plus. So, you know, we, we see him picked up as a little baby, uh, in the land of the frost giants, Odin takes him home. He grows up with Thor in Thor's shadow. Um, he wants to be important, like we said. So he ends up trying to take over Asgard. Doesn't work out. He sicks the destroyer on Thor. That didn't work out. And I think in the end, like, doesn't he sort of have a redeemable moment where Odin's about to die, but he, he saves him or something? Yeah. And then that's when he falls off the bridge. Yeah. And we think, oh, Loki's gone. Yeah. So he, he dies, we say, in. In quotation marks, yeah. right? So the next time we see him, it's the beginning of Avengers. He goes to Earth, and, and he's still in the Tesseract from yes. S.H.I.E.L.D., and he's teaming up with Thanos to bring in Thanos' army of, of the... Uh, the Jitauri. The Jitauri, and he wants to take over Earth. He was basically promised, all right, if you help me with Earth, you will... You, will you can have, have it. You can, you can rule it. It'll yeah. be yours. And that's all he really wants. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't work out. You know, Hulk grabs a hold of him and does the <laughs> tossing him, slinging him into the ground. Puny God. God, you know, uh, and he gets uh, taken back to Asgard, cuffed up, imprisoned for his crimes in Asgard. So, moving Damn. on to the next little adventure, which is the sequel, Thor: The Dark World. And I don't. It's been a long time since I've seen this one. I think you've seen him since I. Yes. Have. I know that he's <laughs> yes. in jail. And he gets, they break him out, Thor breaks him out to help fight the Dark Elves, and um, they have this great moment where he pretends to be Captain America. Yeah. What is it he says yeah. to him? He's, uh, he's, he's running around, he's like, oh, you don't want to work with me? Well, how about this? And oh, he turns into Captain America, and he's like, truth, justice, yeah. American way. And he's like, this does feel pretty good, you know. That was I don't like moment. the suit very much, but I feel righteous. <laughs> and he had another fake death yeah. in this one. Yeah, um, but I think he he was again. They keep like you know, yeah, Thor's kind of a questionable dude, but in the end, he does what's right. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't in the Avengers, but in uh, in the Dark World, I think he killed one of the yeah, he killed the, uh, the head Dark Elf's right hand guy. Yeah, that guy, and 
they thought he was dead yeah. again, right? But yeah. then we learn in the end that he's not, of course, he tricked us. He has placed Odin somewhere else, <laughs> and he's sitting on the throne pretending to be Odin. Yeah. Until we see him again, which is in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And great moments when he's, uh, Anthony Hopkins is playing Loki, yeah. you know, and you can Cause tell. Because it, it's Anthony Hopkins playing Hiddleston's Loki. Right. Which is fantastic, because he's, he's, he's written this play about himself, which is very Oscar Wilde. Yeah. Uh, so he's watching it, and <laughs> fake Loki is played by Matt Damon. Yeah. And fake Odin is played by Sam Neill, and fake Thor is played by Chris Hemsworth, real-life brother Luke. Yep. And so you've got this funny play, and everybody's watching it, and... Thor returns to Asgard, and he notices. Okay, I go. Loki was a martyr. He was a hero. You know, everyone. We, we, you know, let's always remember Loki and what a hero he was. And he's like, okay, where is he? And you know, he can tell. Oh, Thor knows that something's going on. Yeah. He does the thing where he throws the he throws Mjolnir and holds his head in front of it, like, all right, it's gonna come back to me. Okay, okay. So he shows himself again. And man, Ragnarok is so good. It's just talking so about good. One of my favorite moments in that is when he they meet up with Doctor Strange and he does the portals and he's falling all the time. He's like, I've, I've been, been falling, falling for 30, 30 minutes. <laughs> so good. Great, great stuff. Oh, I love he hangs Ragnarok. out with, with the Grandmaster, of course, when they get to the, the battle world oh. and stuff. Because, you know, he's going to find the guy that's in charge and yeah. make nice Be with him. Because he wants to have a little bit of power, right? That's yeah. It's a safe place. And it's the fact that it's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Like Hiddleston and Goldblum together is fantastic. And they're little, when they're in the box seat watching Thor and Hulk oh, fight, yeah. he's just like when Hulk first comes yeah. out and he's, his eyes get all big and he just kind of looks over and Grandmaster's like, what's wrong? <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. Yeah, good call back to that puny god moment yeah. there. Yeah, um, yeah. and so he, he goes back to Asgard to help Thor fight hell, I guess. And Their sister. Of course, Asgard falls, and and Thor and, and the rest of the survivors escape mm-hmm. on the big spaceship, and then that post credit scene led us literally minutes into Infinity War. Right, like we kick Infinity War off with that scene. We see the the Thanos' ship closing mm-hmm. in on him, and so uh, you know, right in the beginning there, Thanos shows up and kills a bunch of people and. Loki tries to stab him with the dagger, and he chokes him out. His crushes him, destroys him, kills our, him. Our, the Loki we have had throughout yeah. the whole MCU, he's gone. He's he's done. And Thanos even says, "No more resurrections yeah. for you this That's time." That's it for him. So it, I remember we were watching that. Yeah. Uh, together, and uh, first off, watching a Marvel movie with with Josh Davis is <laughs> is an experience in its own. Uh, but just that first death, like he stabs Heimdall yeah. and kills him. And oh, we're just yeah, like, oh, the... what? Yeah. And then when he's crushing Loki, we're both going, no, no, no. Uh, so that one... Professional wrestling, baby. Yeah. Thanos is getting heat. You yeah. want to see the downfall of Thanos because yeah. he's killing people we love. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, our, our, our Loki that we've known this whole yeah. time, he's dead. He died a hero. You know, his, his allegiance is... You know, we know for sure where where it was. Because he, he even knew he was about to do something because he's talking to Thanos and he goes, I'm Thor, I'm Loki, I'm God of Mischief, I'm blah, blah, blah. And he the looks, rightful he king look, of Jotunheim. He looks over at Thor and says, Odin's son. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, Loki, he's embraced it. He's, he's like, I'm your brother, man. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. You know, at, like at the end of Ragnarok, he says, I'm here. 
I'm not a, I'm not a, a mirage. It wasn't a projection. It was I'm really here him. with yep. you, and I'm on your side. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Brothers, we're brothers. Let's find a new home. And then they kill him, and it's bullcrap because they kill him, and then you don't see him the rest of Infinity War. Right. You're thinking, oh, how's he going to be brought back the entire movie? And he's not. Uh, but then we do get a little cameo from Loki in Endgame when they are on the time heist and they go back to New York to try to get the you know, all <laughs> the Infinity right. Stones yeah. in. They mess up that whole thing. They botched it and Loki was able to get a hold of the Tesseract and teleport away, which then brings him to the TVA, the, the Time uh, Something Authority. The Tennessee Valley Authority. <laughs> yeah, that's what we know it as. <laughs> The uh, Time Variant Authority. Yes. So that's that's sort of the situation Loki's in for the series. Yes, and it premieres this Wednesday. Um, and we are going to talk about Loki's Disney series and our thoughts and what to expect after a quick commercial break. Uh, with 30 and Nerdy Podcasts, we'll return. Hey everybody, this is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons and Dragons podcast called Realms and Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan favorite characters, high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back, nerds. We are in the final segment of our Loki episode. We have talked all about the Norse mythology, Loki and other media, Loki's best comic book moments, Loki through the MCU, and now we are going to talk about... Loki's Disney Plus series coming up. What we want to see, what we know, what we expect, all the fun things. So first off, Juice, what should we expect from Loki? Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Lots of shenanigans. Well, we can expect... Wow. Wow. Owen Owen Wilson. Uh, He will be uh, a major part of the show, I Mm -hmm. guess. So I guess somehow Loki's going to get caught by these people. Mm -hmm. The the TVA, the Time Variant Authority, and... I guess in place of, well, he he messes up a bunch of timelines apparently. That's by, the, by leaving, I think that's what they say in, yeah. the, in the trailer. Right? It's like you disappeared, you escaped what you so, were supposed to go through. Much like number five in uh, in uh, the Umbrella Academy, yes. he's going out to alter things and fix things that he messed up. So because you got to think, this Loki that escaped at the end of. Avengers from 2012. Right. This Loki, Loki was supposed to help against the Dark Elves. He was supposed to help against Hela. He was supposed to die by Thanos' hand. So mm-hmm. that Loki escaping that timeline, which they set up well when the Ancient One is talking to Banner. And she's like, if you take this stone right. away from me right now... Endless Endless timelines. Yeah. And poss- dark, like Back to the Future 3, this dark timeline could happen. Yeah. And so... That's just an Infinity Stone. A key character getting plucked out of that timeline with a destiny, so to speak, wouldn't probably it, caused mayhem. Wouldn't it be cool to revisit the world that you know that he came from, mm-hmm. that timeline? That he like, escaped? That he wasn't there to help with all that stuff. He didn't take part in it. You know, What does it Ooh. look like? What happens? 
Which is what you can do with multiple seasons yeah. of Loki. Mm-hmm. And I, I would also expect, as you've said, we, we may dive into Lady Loki, Child Loki. We could mm-hmm. see different Shape, variations. Maybe the shape-shifting into some animals will mm-hmm. happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Eight-legged cool. horse birth. We could see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope not. Um, the, the biggest thing I'm intrigued by is Owen Wilson. Wow. Like... I mean, I knew it was a matter of time. There are certain actors and actresses who have had these careers, and you you sit here and and say to yourself, when do they pull the 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 lever and join a comic book movie franchise? When right. it's bound to happen, when's it going to happen? Right. And in all honesty, I can say Owen Wilson was not one of those actors I used to say that about. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't used to say, Same. when's Owen just going to bite the bullet and join the MCU? Come on, Owen. <laughs> you know you want to. <laughs> um, so uh, it'll be intriguing to see what he plays. It seems that he's playing some sort of uh, an attache from the TVA to Loki. Right. Kind of like his handler. Yeah. Kind of like Five yeah. and the Handler. So uh, His name is like Mobius M. Mobus... Which Mobius? There's the Mobius chair, um, that's big in uh, comic book lore in DC. So it's kind of funny to hear him called that. Um, But also, it'll be interesting to see how we link this show to Kang, because we know Kang, who's going to show up in Ant Man three, is big about the timeline Mm -hmm. being the right thing. Him and his ship, the Sword of Damocles. And fixing timelines and stuff like that. And he is the descendant of Reed Richards. Mm -hmm. So I'm not speculating here. I'm not saying Reed Richards is showing up or Mephisto is Owen Wilson. I'm not saying any of that. (laughs) Um, So please don't quote 30 and 30 saying, Tyler at 30 and 30 thinks that Owen Wilson's Mephisto. (laughs) No, I don't. Plot Um, twist. Loki was Mephisto (laughs) the whole time. So... It'll be interesting to see Owen Wilson's character, how he plays into it, and how and if he stays in the MCU. You know another great team-up that we have to see? Because now that I'm going to say this and put this out there, it's going to be unacceptable to not see it. Okay. Loki and Agatha. We have to have that. Okay. Somehow, some way. That would be amazing. Loki and Agatha. Together. Like, maybe somehow this leads into Multiverse of Madness or something. We If we don't get a scene with Loki and Agatha I and Doctor Strange 2. Something like that. That's, it's it's got to happen. They would be they would play off of each other so well. I also the one-liners. think that it, Owen Wilson's character would work well with uh, Wu and <laughs> Darcy in True. a scene. Yeah. Uh, that would be funny. Are we ever going to get old uh, uh, Bilbo back? I think he'll be in Black Panther 2. I'm okay. pretty sure he's supposed to be in Black Panther 2. Okay. Um, I also uh, venture to guess that this show will bring us more into the next phases aspects of multiverses and timelines mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff. Because mm-hmm. we know that this is kind of a buddy cop type movie. Venturing through time, fixing things that maybe his escape created, 
Mm-hmm. I know that they are. There is a snippet of a that has caused such speculation of a redheaded woman sitting on a planet that looks kind of like Vormir. Okay. And people are like, oh, "It's Black Widow's soul." Yeah. Sitting on Vormir, and I yeah. was like, "I don't think. I think that's Lady Loki, in a timeline, mm-hmm. possibly." Yeah. Um, if it's Black Widow, if they venture to Vormir, and or something happens, sure, I'm sure MCU has a handle on it, and it's not going to be weird, because now the third property of Marvel has released, and we've still yet to see Black Widow. Right. So, a lot of things could be happening in these shows that. But, but, I mean, she's next after this, all right? Mm-hmm. So we got Loki this month, and will Loki yes. be over by the time Black Widow comes out? There are six episodes, so... Well, we, we got less than yeah. six weeks before the movie comes out, don't we? Yeah, so Loki will still be going on. So I wonder if it's going to be important to see Loki before Black Widow. Like, it maybe is that why they pushed up the release Possibly. date? Like, Possibly. I don't know. Because it if it drops a specific episode that they're like we they need to see that before Black Widow comes out. So if we push it up, that episode will drop the week of Black Widow coming out. Yeah. Um, and again, this isn't speculation. This is just going based off of that little snippet of the trailer. There's also a snippet of a the first teaser where he goes back to a time when Jaws was in theaters. So that's kind of cool. Uh, I, I just think that we're going to get a lot of fun mm-hmm. where WandaVision gave us what mm-hmm. and Falcon and Winter Soul just gave her the new cap and the new down to earth stuff. And the action. And the action. This is going to give us the what is he doing now. Yeah. It's going to confuse us possibly yeah. some I, more. I'm expecting to be pretty lighthearted. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. But I will say I'm definitely looking forward to this one a lot more than I was Falcon and Winter Soldier. Really? Yeah. I'm looking forward to it more, but I definitely loved Falcon and Winter Soldier more than I thought I initially yeah. was going to. So I didn't. Really? Yeah. Just didn't do it for me, but I, I am very hopeful about this one. But do the Cap, first two Cap movies do it for you? Not so much, yeah. That's I'm, I'm just not into the soldier character. Yeah. You know, I've never been into, into that. I like the magic and yeah. the sorcery and the telepathy and stuff like that so 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 that makes perfect sense yeah i mean where cap one and two gave a soldier down to earth nothing really paranormal about yeah. anything falcon and winter soldier gave us the same thing uh so i, I, I some, some people I like coca-cola yeah. some people like pepsi exactly you know exactly but this show is also going to give us a lot of tom hiddleston yeah a lot and we've been we i know especially a dear friend of the show claire has been clamoring for more Tom Hiddleston, mm-hmm. more Loki, uh, which she does this series on TikTok. Um, she's got a few different series. She's got Memories. She's got uh, a Sam Wilson, uh, a Steve Rogers, and a Loki series, and also a, a, a Bucky series that, that she does uh, intermittently. And the Loki series is really cool. It's really good. It's like fan fiction series. Okay. Like the character she's created for the Marvel Universe, who she plays is interacting with these characters. Gotcha. She's like an agent from S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Uh, agent Winter Arrow. Stuff like that. So, uh, I know she's excited. Uh, and I know a lot of people are excited for the Hiddleston effect alone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's got me wondering, though, 
are we going to fix the timeline in this show or are we just going to fix minor things in this show and save more for down the road? Hmm. And where does th- does this Loki play? Because Loki, Hiddleston's Loki, has been spotted in Thor 4 filming. Okay. But this Thor takes place after this Loki escaped and our Loki's dead. Right. So... Hmm. Is this a way that they can be like, all right, if you do all this for us, if you work for the TVA, you can either be imprisoned by the TVA, punished by the TVA, or help us. Because mm-hmm. there's a little snippet in the tra- trailer where someone who's getting punished gets disintegrated. Oh, yeah, it's like, uh, show me your ID. No! <laughs> and just disintegrates yeah. him. He's like all freaking out. So will the repercussion of him helping be like, we'll reinstate you to... The correct timeline nice. like and you'll after Thanos because the snap the multiverse this timeline thing going on has got to sh- shake things up yeah I just worry like we're gonna run out of things for Loki if he comes back to the main fold you know mm-hmm. because even though it's in his nature to team up betray team up betray trick whatever it's gonna get old after so many times of him faking his death turning on people yeah like, you know, there, there's only so many times you can do that effectively, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I have no guesses, no uh, no input at all on, on, on what the future will be for Loki after the series or, or whatever, or even if they really should keep him around. But, you know, that that's something I, I think about, I worry about. So if you don't keep Hiddleston around... Do you do child Loki, cast a child Loki, and have him ready for young Avengers? Young Avengers, that'd yes. be great. And then bring in, like, you know, uh, Wiccan mm-hmm. and Speed and, and all of them. Maybe kind of like, and it's almost kind of like... It's Marvel. A, yeah, exactly. I think they should. I mean, I, in that light, you know, I know we've talked about uh, Aiden Gallagher, who plays Five in Umbrella Academy, playing a fantastic Damian Wayne. Mm-hmm. He could maybe do a young Loki. He could as for well. sure. Yeah, he could do a young Loki, or if he can do the uh, the British accent, mm-hmm. I'm sure he can. Oh yeah, I imagine he can. They could teach him if nothing else. So, <laughs> um, what do you think about uh, the the thought process uh, behind this series that it could span multiple seasons, but we'll never see Loki back in the MCU? Maybe would that would that yeah wouldn't that eventually wouldn't you be like he's around obviously so why is he not in the movies yeah could be that's yeah I don't know yeah I think nothing lasts forever and and it, and it shouldn't so you know we'll see how this season goes six episodes isn't a lot no so if they keep it short like, like a that six hour movie you know a little less than a six hour movie yeah we'll see but we'll uh, we'll definitely be watching and keeping up yeah. with it and talking about it. Here on the show, absolutely. Each Every week, week. Uh, we will we will talk about each individual episode of Loki, uh, our thoughts, things that happen. So uh, this is your pre warning. There will be spoilers for that series uh, in our Loki segments throughout the next six weeks. So you've been warned now. So I would advise you to watch it when it comes out because we will be talking about it. Um, anything else about our favorite trickster juice? Nope, that's it. I think we've had a had a great 
enlightening discussion about mm-hmm. the God of Mischief. Definitely learned a lot. Thank you for the Norse hey. mythology lesson. Yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> the doctor gets the gets it done. Yeah, always. All right, nerds. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Again, fair warning. Tune into Loki because we are going to be talking it every episode over the next six weeks. Speaking of next episode, be sure to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Why is that juice? Well, we're coming up on the 40-year anniversary. I think that's that's right, isn't it? Yes. So uh, we thought you know, to celebrate the the origin of Indiana Jones, uh, we, we would talk about the first movie and you know uh, t- uh, walk through it and and give you some tidbits, maybe some behind-the-scenes info that we'll learn before yes. then. And uh, yeah, maybe some some infamous Harrison Ford stories. Oh boy, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, but it'll be a great time. I'm looking forward to it. So everybody, uh, go back, refresh yourself on on uh, Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Raiders Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's gonna be great. Uh, absolutely. And again, thank you all for all the uh, the follows and the retweets and the subscription. Keep it up. Uh, leave a five star rating. Leave a review. Uh, we are just, we've surpassed 7,000 downloads of the podcast and we're just eternally grateful. Thank you all so much for constantly listening. Uh, so keep it up. Patreon.com slash Badcast Company. Contest going on right now to get to 10 patrons. Uh, thank you all for your continued support. Stay healthy. Take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. Happy Pride Month, everybody. And until next time, cheers to you. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Join in on the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apodalypse and PodNation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com or find us at 30andnerdypodcast.com. This has been the 30andnerdypodcast. Cheers to you, nerds. Nerds.